everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to, I guess, reenact. I was going to say we're going to enter World War III, but this is more of a reenaction of uh, World War II era battles wow. in the small card game Air, Land, and Sea. This is a two-player card game. It is designed by John Perry, uh, artist Valerio Buon... Buon oh, I should have pronounced this before. Uh, Buonfantino, Buonfantino. Valerio Buonfantino and Stephen Gibson. And uh, published by Arcane Wonders. It was published in 2018. And this is a, like I said, a two-player game where you're going head-to-head in three theaters of war. Air, land, and sea, coincidentally. And you are trying to dominate at least two of them by having the most points scored in that field of battle um, by the end of uh, however many rounds you play. And you each are going to start with a certain amount of cards. You're going to play your full hand. Or what makes this game interesting is you can actually withdraw from the round because this is a game over several rounds, which adds a very interesting little the addition to the strategy in this game which we'll get to in just a second but before we get to that let's talk about exactly how it plays okay here we go uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna head this up with i'm going to mispronounce the word theater all the time uh in normal life in normal life i pronounce it theater or like i mean it's just so (laughs) wrong wrong. i add (laughs) an extra r in there my wife hates when i say that I don't know how in the my life I'm able to say that word so many times, but I feel like I have to say it at least at least once a week for some strange reason. Uh, and now, <laughs> now it's a game that literally uses that word over and over. As soon as we're starting recording, I'm like, oh god, I have to say theater. <laughs> theater. Like my mouth doesn't want to say it right, and so I want to say it theater. Or at, what I usually do to to circumvent <laughs> that is say theatre. Uh, <laughs> theatre. <laughs> Yeah, or you could be like a southern belle of the theater. Ta-ta. Yes, exactly. Um, so I'm I'm just going to – just bear with me. I'm sorry. I apologize over and over again. All right, here we go. So uh, there are 18 cards in the deck. Uh, the deck is shuffled, uh, and then each player is given six of those cards. So there's three cards for one – sorry, six cards for one person, six cards for another, and six that aren't in the game. They're just set off to the side. Uh, and then as Chuck indicated, there are – uh, three theaters or theater th- th- theaters. <laughs> I'm just gonna pronounce it wrong, just because yeah, it's gonna just slow it wrong. It's more attention up. when you try to correct yourself. Exactly. <laughs> there are three theaters: air, land, and sea. Huh? The name of the game. Uh, so essentially, each card can be placed in its respective theater. Uh, so uh, as I said, there are 18 cards total. Uh, each of the cards are numbered one through six in each of the theaters. Uh, so there's a one through six in air, one through six in land, one through six in, in sea. On a player's turn, the start player will pick one of their cards and play it into one of these theaters. Now they have a choice. They can play, either play it face down or face up. Any card placed face down is always worth two uh, where it is. Uh, any card placed face up uh, can only be placed in its respective theater when it's played. Uh, but it also has a particular power to it. All of them have some power, except for, I think, the sixes. None of the sixes have power just because they're so powerful. Uh, and so these, these powers range from things that allow you to flip cards over, uh, move cards, give extra support to neighboring theaters. Um, they even allow you to grab some one or two of the cards from, from that 
uh, offset deck that deck of six that no one has, uh, and it does they, they, they a wide range of things. You you some of them you love, some of them you don't like, but you can kind of circumvent how it works. Some of them prevent players from playing certain cards, and if they do play cards that way, the cards are eliminated. So uh, there is a lot of interesting things at play, and and knowing how to use those powers or being wary of what powers your your opponent has is is a huge part of this. After they play that card, any power that happened happens, uh, and then it's the next player's turn. Uh, and this kind of goes back and forth, people playing cards. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, some cards can flip over, so that could be flipping it face down, uh, which kind of uh, usually usually makes it uh, less powerful, although in some cases, depending on the cards that are in play, could make it more powerful. Uh, but you could flip a card face up. If a card gets flipped face up, you immediately activate that power again. Uh, either again if it got flipped over multiple times uh, or it immediately happens so it's something where you could put a card face down and then hope your opponent flips it over thinking that it might get worse or something like that uh, although I, that, that would be pretty rare because the only thing worse than a two is a one and th those don't come off up too often uh, but you might be doing something like that so that you can be like oh you know I don't have much in C so what I'll do is I'll put this this land unit face down in the C area and then I'll use this other card to flip it over so that I can kind of tilt the balance over there. Uh, so essentially, you just keep doing this until one of two things happens. Either one person, uh, either all the cards get played, and then you just total up the sum of each theater, uh, and you notice, oh, I've won two, you've won one, the person who wins two, they get six points. The other option is someone goes, I am not going to win this. This is not happening for me. I'm going to concede. I'm going to say you won. You get to win. But they get less points depending on how early you do it. Uh, and it also uh, the amount of points is also based on uh, who was first player. Uh, so the the points shift a little bit in one or the other person's favor. I don't have those cards in front of me, unfortunately, so I have no idea how it shifts. But it does shift in a way that would be logical. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so if, if say, for example, you start off the game and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't do any, I have like all of these ones and twos for some reason, uh, and you also have uh, turntables to scratch, because that's what ones and twos means, uh, that means you might go, you know, I'm going to concede right now, and you just get two points, instead of me trying to hobble something together. Uh, and hoping upon hope, and then immediately just give you six points. So you can kind of be like, you know, I can't do anything with this. Or you could be mid-game, uh, as I think we were with one round, and we went, you know, I can't, anything I play is only either going to make things worse for me, or they're just going to have an equally good response. So I'm just going to stop now, and I'm just going to give my opponent four points rather than six, which would win them the game, because the game is won once one player reaches 12 points. Uh, so that that's pretty much everything. I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, that's to it. Add. It's yeah, it's pretty simple. <clears throat> it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's just a lot of the. It's basically all in the cards, you know. So there's just different abilities that play off each other. And yeah, we were talking about this. I have to, I have to say that I think the the card abilities are pretty amazingly balanced, and there is um, re this is a really well designed game. I was really surprised. Excuse me, how well the they play off each other and. I mean, there's definitely there's one that felt a little like whoa, that's a very powerful card where it was like reinforce, <laughs> which is the one of the round or one of the games within the or rounds within the game that I won was with that card, and that card is basically gives you an extra card to play 
um, blindly true, but it does give an extra card to play. So it could not be great for you, but it's never going to be bad for you. You know what I mean? So, um, but outside of that, and even with that one, I, I guess I should say, because we only that only popped up once, right? Like you didn't. I don't yeah. think you had that I one. Never, I never I only had, had it, it once. Yeah. Um, and outside of that, and even with that, I should say, because like like I said, it only popped up once, and so it's hard to say without playing more with that card to see how else it can play out. <clears throat> the the powers are the card abilities are really well balanced. It was really interesting to see with the three theaters of war. Um, sometimes you just won't have cards for a specific theater. In our last round of the game we played, I didn't have any land cards, and so I kind of had to scramble with trying to. Or I had to make the decision of either to withdraw, to just forget about land and let you have it, or try to use the uh, some of card abilities that I had that would let me move cards. Actually, I don't think I had any move cards. But anyway, there's an interesting series of decisions there that you wouldn't expect for just playing cards out into three piles uh, between the two. So there's this really fun back and forth with the card abilities that don't doesn't feel too powerful in one way or the other. It definitely feels like there's maybe a better sequence of events that you might or your opponent might be able to do, but you still have options. So, yeah, really really impressed with the design of this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts right away, just overall? I mean, I was worried about it. I actually recently, I have a calendar that gives me things to do uh, each week of like, oh, try and do this. Like, oh, play a game that's in the top 10 of the Board Game Geek. Uh, and next week, not this week, unfortunately, next week is play a <laughs> war game. And I don't own, oh. I do not own a lot of war games. I, I I enjoy war games, but my wife doesn't. So I, right. m- most war games are very head on head type of a thing. And oh goodness gracious! I'm like I'm I'm like looking through lists of stuff, and this actually is one of the games listed in Board Game Geek as a war game. I'm like, oh wow, I have to play that next week. Then I really <laughs> yeah, like we'll, this. Play it again. I like it yeah. a lot, and I think my wife would actually play this because it's not super like oh I'm gonna roll these dice and I'm gonna surround you here. It's very quick. It's, you know, it's very centralized. You can only go in one of three theaters. And, you know, although that's I think the one thing she's going to hate about this is I'm going to have to say the word theater while we play it. Maybe I'll just avoid (laughs) saying it and just say in this area uh, because that would drive her nuts. Uh, But other than that, I think I think she'd really like it. It's a it's a war game that doesn't feel like a war game or or to put it another way, a war game that most war gamers would say isn't a war game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very light. But and and to be fair, like I could see that, um, you know, it, it is themed in World War Two theme, but you could play this pretty. It's pretty abstract. Like it doesn't it blends well, like the theme works really well. And it does feel uh, the back and forth does feel like competing armies trying to outmaneuver each other. But you yeah. could have made this like just with numbers <laughs> with like put your number in this pile, one, two or three. And um, so it it's kind of uh, a distract game at its core um, for those who are versed to the, the battle back and forth. Because you kind of do lose the sense of that you're, f- quote unquote, fighting each other. And it's more just trying to outmaneuver each other with math. <laughs> and how can I make my equations work out in my favor? Um, so that, yeah, that's really interesting. So, um, yeah, really, really just really impressed with this game. This is such an interesting little structure here. I didn't realize it was so old too. I I thought it came out like last year or maybe earlier this year. So I didn't realize 2018 is when it was released. Maybe that was when it was published in the web because I know it was published, web published first. And then, uh, I think Arcane Wonders picked it up or something or just republished it. That's a possibility. I'm not sure. 
how that worked out. But um, yeah, okay, Airland and Sea, really, really fun game. Definitely, I think if you are someone who likes two-player games um, that aren't super, super gonna you know take like an hour like uh my wife and i join, enjoy two-player games we actually play a little bit of magic we play um uh, what else do we play we play we play several two-player games dice masters uh things like that but those can actually take a bit of time and they're nice but sometimes we're just not in the mood for that and so this is a i think this is a great s- solution or not solution a great option for that for your, you want to uh, have a little bit of a battle but also don't want to a really get too deep into it for more than an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, so this lends itself well, I think, to our taking out series. Uh, okay, let's see. Anything else you can you want to say about the that, game before we go into like? I wanted to say one more placement. thing. This is a in the, when we started playing this. It's one of those games where when I play, I'm always like, oh god, this is going to go horribly wrong because every every card I can play could either be a good idea or a bad idea, and it's hard to know, especially right in the beginning. What's going on? Right. You don't you don't know what your opponent is up to, and you don't know what special powers they might have. And the there were times where I had like a bunch of high cards, and I'd be like, "Gosh, that means they have a bunch of low cards, which probably means they can flip over a bunch of stuff." So if I put this six out here, I'm making a bold statement saying, "Oh yeah, right. I've got this six. I'm going to take this." And then you could easily just play something to flip it over, and I've ruined that. So I don't want to start with that. It's almost like I feel like I'm the uh, the the one guy from Princess Bride who's like, "Well, I I obviously can't take the the one that's in front of you." Right. Yeah. Uh, I know just, that you I'm know. Just doing that I over. Know, I'm like, yeah. "Well, I can't play this four here because if I play this four here, then I have to flip this card over, and that's going to ruin that." But I can't play this one, and I'm just like, "Okay." Well, of of the ones that I can't play, what's the best option? Because apparently I can't play any of these. So it it, it gives me a little bit of te- a little tension, a little hesitation starting out because I'm like, I, I I'm normally a a slight optimist. This is one of the games where it kind of gives me a slight pessimism because I'm like, no, no, that's that's got to be wrong. That can't be the way to do this. But you just kind of have to take take a step in, take a foot in, and just be like, all right. Now that it's going, let's see how this pans out. And it's just it's it's a little, I don't know. It had, puts me on a little bit of edge right in the beginning. <laughs> but it's it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I I totally agree that the tension in this game is just really satisfying. It's not too dense where you you do have that sort of like especially at the beginning that all right, what do how do I start my forays into Airland or Sea here? What's the best way to get it going so I can kind of test the waters of what they have and see um yeah, see the response without making my initial play immediately offset, <laughs> like you said, by having it flipped or something like that. And uh, there's really interesting options. So it's it's there's a lot of options there, but it's not too heavy where you feel like you're lost in it too much. Eventually, you're just going to be like, all right, well, I'm just going to do that. So what's the worst that can happen? And because that brings me back to um, the withdrawing thing, which is really, really cool in this game. Because giving having the option to withdraw from the game knowing that you might lose or feeling like you're just not confident your opponent wins yes but they win with less points potentially than they would if they had a straight out win that is so cool so there's an art to if you are going to withdraw when you withdraw and um how you withdraw so i thought that added a really really interesting aspect to the game that i've never experienced in any other two-player i can't think of any other two-player game that lets you just withdraw (laughs) and be like nah without like immediately succeeding all the points to the opponent or the full win to the opponent and the fact that you played so over rounds 
really makes it key. And so when we played our game, you had one. Uh, you won the first one. I won the second one. Yeah. Uh, but well, by, by withdrawal. So you withdrew the second one. So I did get full six points. I had four. And then I won the one after that. So I got six points. And then you won the one after that and won the game. But if I had, if you hadn't withdrawn and I had outright won, my two wins in a row would have given me the whole game. So withdrawing was a key, really strategic key for your being able to flip the table again on the last round. So really important in the game and such a cool option. Such yeah, a cool it, option, too. It also makes it feel a lot better because if it didn't have that mechanic, the game would feel very luck-based. It, it, you would be Absolutely. sitting there going, I just got the worst hand possible. My There's no way my right. hand, no matter right. how I played it, was going to beat that hand. Uh, unless yeah. I got really, really lucky. But again, it's it's not luck-based. You can be like, all right, had I not been able to withdraw, I would have lost, and I would have felt like that game, that's a stupid game because there's nothing I could have done. <laughs> or how was I supposed to know I should have played this two over here or played this one face down first or I should have led with – I don't know. you know. And I, I felt I, I right. felt cheated, whereas this one gave me the option of being like, you know what? You you gave it a good go. You you might have had a chance, but you did not see those cards coming in that order. You did not know that's what he had up his sleeve, and it gives me a chance to back out and just walk away with a, with a little bit of dignity. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, and to that point, it really does. Like I, I mentioned before, it could have been an abstract or any theme, and it could be. But man, the theme they chose is really works well on the fact that you're. And the theater of the war, it does give that sense of, all right, you beat me this round, enemy. I will retreat and live to find another day. Yeah, like it really aligns with the strat or the uh, the theme really, really well. It feels like an epic uh, series of battles over the course of a big war in different theaters. So, yeah, just really surprised, really impressed by this game overall. And uh, yeah, totally agree with you that having with removing some of the elements of luck with there makes this much more satisfying. It, it would have been an okay and fun game probably without it. But it also would have felt, like you said, heavy, really swingy in who wins and who who doesn't. Really smart design idea. The only other way I could think if they they did it is to have some other either mechanism or probably a card ability that would let you, I don't know, swap cards or do make this game more complicated than it is now. Yeah. So I'm glad they went the other way. Um, Anyway, all right. Yeah, Airland and Sea. Really, really impressed. So let's take about, let's talk about taking it out and uh, how that would uh, work for you guys. This is going to be a pretty simple game to take out. It's a game of cards mostly. There are scoring chits, uh, little tokens that you get for winning battles. and uh, But mostly it's going to be in cards. So what you're going to start with is you're going to lay out your air, land, and sea theater cards in a row across the table. Um, it has to be... Uh, Cross between the players, so you can see which um, you know which side is which. So you're making sure you know where you're playing to, um, and then you're going to have your six cards each round, <clears throat> and the remaining deck of cards is just going to be next to the you know somewhere within reach. Um, there is one card that we talked about reinforced that lets you draw from it. Other than that, it's just not going to be touched for the game until you shuffle again and redistribute the cards. Then in front of you, you're each going to have a uh, what's it called battle commander card. Um, something like the card, the <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> shoot. And I had it up and I clicked away from it. Anyway, it's basically the player card. So the there's two cards that are on the flip side. They say first and second player and give you the guidelines for what points you're giving up if you resign or withdraw. Uh, and it's different for first and player, which is also really interesting. And you're going to distribute those blindly between the two of you, and then right before the game starts, you're going to flip them over to determine who's first player. And um, so you don't know until until you flip. 
Um, let's see. And then the pile of, of uh, battle tokens, the points. So they're in denominations of six, three, and one. And, uh, of course, you can just put those everywhere. Or you don't really need them. You could just track on your phone or a piece of paper. Put but it is kind of nice to have everywhere. an award. Put them on your pizza. <laughs> there are a lot of them. <laughs> they expect you to score really high in this game. Somehow. Um, but, yeah, that's it. So in the game, you are going to be playing from your hand cards into the central tableau on one of the three theaters of war on your side. And that is pretty much it. So by the end of the game, unless if no one has withdrawn, there are going to be six cards on each side. And uh, that's it. So really, not a lot of table space. These are standard size cards. I believe we play the virtual version, so I'm not positive, but the... the Pictures yeah. that I've seen make it look like they're standard size cards. I they're think standard the... size cards. The theater cards, the ones that indicate which yeah. theater is which theater, uh, those are slightly oversized. I think they're probably twice the size of a standard card. So, okay, yeah, I was looking at one just now. And I think you're right. Um, so yeah, a little bit, a little bit bigger, but still very manageable. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's a very small game and a very compact layout so for taking out this is really really good i can't imagine anything that wouldn't be able to be consumed or drank around this um it even passes the pizza test even though it's a central tableau game i feel like you could easily put this off to the side or you know wedge your pizza pizza off to the side or something it just fits any table that i could think of at least eh, for taking out for sure uh, game vibe too is really nice. I think there's a lot of a lot, uh, ability to talk during this game. It's pr- it's a little bit part of it. it is sort of just you know it's because this is a in a, in essence there's an aspect of bluffing to this game, and so your your table talk can abide by their uh, align with that, or you can use it as a distraction. I don't know whatever however you want to use it. I think this game lends itself well to discussion and uh, a good back and forth vibe without too much in your head moments. Um, let's see. Can you think of anything else? I think that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty much it for layout and, um, vibe. Um, who wouldn't want like this game? We kind of talked about it. It, It's pretty great. It's what, this is a well-designed game. I think anyone who likes board games would get a kick out of this one. The only thing I can think of is what you mentioned earlier is that hardcore war gamers would probably turn up their noses slightly at this being not a hardcore war game. But only the most curmudgeonly of war gamers, <laughs> I think, would feel that way. I think if you do like war games, you could probably appreciate the very boiled down feel of a war game because it really does have that feel of push and pull of a, a series of battles that you're winning and yeah. um, or, or withdrawing from or giving up. So really, really well done to get that sense of a war game in uh, in a card game. Yeah. Um, would your mom like this? This. <laughs> I don't think so, but I think because here's why I don't think your mom's huge on two players, but the vibe of this game I think she would really like. <laughs> I don't think she would get into this game, but the the ups and downs of this game I think are right up her alley. Just the the little challenges. The other thing though that I think would be against it is there's just too much strategy to manage in the game that it's different every time. It's not like you know what you're going to do. It's like, okay, I've got to assess the situation each game and figure out how to proceed. I think that would be a turnoff for her, but this is such a fun game. It makes me sad that she wouldn't like this, at least in my opinion. So (laughs) what's your, what are your thoughts? 
I think she, I think she would enjoy watching the game, but she definitely would enjoy playing it. That that sense of hesitation that I mentioned that I feel when I'm playing the I think that would just immediately shut her down. She'd be like, "I don't I don't know what the best play is or I don't know what a good play is." So I oh god, she would just she does not like that. She wants something where she feels like any choice she makes doesn't matter so much to the point where it's going to completely lose the game for her. It's going to be like, "Oh, well, you know, I pushed it a little bit too far, so I lose the points in that round." Well, uh, better luck next time. Whereas this is much more of a, "Oh god, why did I do that? I shouldn't I shouldn't have done that. I did not see that coming." Right. Type of a game. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she definitely wouldn't like it, but I think she definitely would enjoy watching it. Not that my mom enjoys watching people play games that much. I think she she I think she'd rather go cook something or watch a football game uh, than, than watch people play a board slash card game. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I, I think she liked she, as you put it, she would like the, the feel of the game, but I don't think she would at all like playing the game. Yeah. Yep. I, I can totally see that, but it makes me sad. This is a really fun one. I feel like the vibe of sad that my mom is. <laughs> I'm going to toss a turn I mean, today. I know people like my parents that. more than they like me. Uh, <laughs> I get that. I've understood that since like I've high school. I've come to terms with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the vibe of it is so fun. There, there really is such a great sense of... Um, I don't know, just this ten- there's, there's a really nice tension in this game. It feels very fun to engage with and not stressful. Where a game lesser, not as well designed would feel a little too stressful for the size of game it is. Or a little too, I guess, cutthroat. But there's enough, this game feels loose enough in its options. And once again, we talked about the withdrawal, and I think that's a big part of it. That where it feels still like light and fun despite you know, you're you're in there to win it. You're definitely trying to make your combinations play out as tightly as possible to to beat beat that person, but it still feels light enough to have like it's really exciting and fun. Yeah. And the game, um, the games we played where we didn't and we didn't concede most of the time. Every time I was going to the end, in even the ones I lost, and I think the ones that you lost, we both thought, "Oh yeah, we've got this." Like they we would have yeah, to have absolutely. a really good card at the end to win this and it was usually like yeah i did i I had a really good card to win (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and that's what's so funny too because like i feel like that's a like a beginner's uh a first-time player's somewhat mistake is like you're like no i'm just gonna power through (laughs) aggression's the way to win and but the whole time you're watching that last card going what the hell is that thing (laughs) why are they why are they still going wait what do they know that i don't know and so uh (laughs) so yeah you are setting yourself up for that big power play right at the end um Anyway, yeah, so really, just overall, just really enjoyed this one. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, what else should we, do we talk about? We talked about who may or may not like this. We talked about your mom's preference on this one. And Tabletop, I think we pretty yeah, much covered, we covered everything. Covered everything except for your quote, your <laughs> your slogan, or, my... your, or your excuse. <laughs> Um, I, I have, I, I'm going to do an excuse and my excuse is my brother's visiting today. And so I have been cleaning all week. That's not true. I've been cleaning. Not at all, but I'm about to, <laughs> but I've been thinking about cleaning. <laughs> I've been really mulling I it over. I wasn't able to think all my of a slogan because I have stuff to do in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. That's my main excuse. Um, so that's my excuse. I have been thinking about cleaning. Instead of thinking about an ex- uh, a slogan, 
But uh, perhaps I will think about one next week when my brother's here. Or maybe that's what will be fun. I'll see if my brother can help me come up with one. <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys. Uh, that it will do it for us. Definitely check this one out. This is a very unique, cool little game. You can still – it's only like 15 bucks is what I've seen it for new. Um, I've, I haven't seen this. This came out or at least I, – I think the re- – I really should look this up. But um, I think the reprint for Arcane Wonders came out this year or maybe last year. So I haven't really seen it much in game stores. But then, of course, COVID hit and the game stores all shut down. But I know it's out there. And uh, you can definitely get it online as well. But it is a cheap little game and definitely worth putting in your collection for the price. You're gonna get you're easily gonna get your money's worth out of this um, this game. And I think you're gonna enjoy it. I haven't played anything exactly like it, so I think it's it's a high recommendation for us. But uh, thank you all for listening, and we hope you guys are getting some game time in. Uh, you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways on Twitter or Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. Uh, we'd love to hear from you all, and we hope you're all doing well. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye.